Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, I appreciate you guys joining me here at HMC Studios. Here in the city of Plano, Texas, we're trying to get ourselves cranked up here. We're here with what God is speaking to us. It's coming from the kingdom of God. We'll get the audio and everything going here. We'll get ourselves. Uh, I just told you, we'll get the music just going to playing through that. Don't worry about that. Just going to send us some words going here. We'll get ourselves in position. As I said, once again, those sons have done it. It's a pleasure you guys are joining me here at SMC Studios. We like to teach you like testimony service. Most got in there right about 10.45. Don't come to this. Sometimes they're going to slip in. Just so they coming in. We don't worry about that. We've got so many different networks here in Texas. You want to see us run behind just a little bit. Sometimes we always appear at the time. So I'm sure we carry on. You guys mostly come to the program today. So I'm just going to be open for a long time. You know we want to hear the dynamic work always. But it's coming from the kingdom. Earlier today, we're talking the word of the book of John. Go back to the book of John. Prayer here. Get ourselves in position for the word of God has to say. John chapter 11. Let's go ahead and get ourselves going. I really want to hear from the Spirit on this one. It's really a, it's really a testimony. At the same time, we're talking about a very certain man. There could be any one of a certain man, certain woman. And either one. The whole story is based on the fact that how we're waiting in the midst of trials. About circumstances, calamities, issues, ups and downs, back and forth, proclivities, whatever it may be. You've got to trust God through the process. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to always come before the throne and ask you for wisdom, knowledge, direction, wisdom, through the four winds of the Holy Spirit. Father God, even as we granted that unto us, Father God, let me be your conduit. Speak to me as I speak to your people. Help me to realize and understand as I begin to plow through the world. Will help someone to know that you, Father God, that everything and all things that you make possible for your word, your purpose, and power. Father God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this time. Ask you, Father, that you will guide us, Father God, and help us to test the fear that you have to say. It's come from the kingdom. It's the mouth of his priests to speak to your people. That most people have received wisdom, knowledge, direction, and understanding. See the level. No one has seen it. Maybe you may go to the word yourself. So we can move on to the next level. In this particular teaching, may God understand the speech by myself. When I follow the most high God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm going to We've seen the word of God, but those who are with us earlier, they hear these notes. We kind of have to go off this a little bit. It's been time to put the script on this Open the book of John chapter 11. John chapter 11. I can hear this book of John chapter 11. Catch an anchor to your voice by the hand. Carry your voice and we'll carry through. But uh, open the book of John chapter 11. Where does it not have a certain man was sick? Talk about that certain person. That could be anyone who was suffering from anything. But even in this, we talk about the suffering that goes on in our lives. 
diets and sickness and things that come with even living with this COVID and we're tired of it, God, also. You know, God gonna relieve us from all of these things that we're dealing with, and we gotta really turn our ways. The Bible says that turn from our wicked ways, we gotta acknowledge him and make it peace God. The Bible says he will heal the land, and I truly believe that. So in this particular scripture, he said, Now that a certain man uh, was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, and uh, the town of Mary, uh, his sister Martha. We're looking at something here. We're going to look at it in the Amplified Division. Now it says there's a certain man named Lazarus was ill, and he was of Bethany, the village where, Mar where Mary and his sister Martha lived. It goes on down this particular the second verse. It said, you know, that Mary which anointed the Lord with the ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother was sick. Now, that particular statement right there <clears throat> carries a lot of clout in my sides of Jesus, even though he know they would be. He was their friends, they loved them. Now they're going to send a word that, you know, the one who you love was sick. And Jesus remember, well, that's the one who really um, took her hair and wiped my feet with the precious oil. Or that particular alabaster box that she had. And she pulled that anointed oil out on Jesus and she took her hair. And she wiped her feet. Such a precious thing to do uh, just to show yourself as being committed uh, to the work of Jesus Christ and how you really honored him and of what he was doing. And I believe when you look at that particular statement that she did, uh, when they really came at him, Judas is scared at the time when he was telling her, you know, she wants from us. You sent her on about her business, you know. And Jesus said, no, this woman could be anointed for my burial. When we go and look at this a little bit further, and you see the story that's a little bit more interesting as we go down here when we look at this, because there's a lot of things that's transitioning here as we go forth. It says in the third verse, therefore the father, therefore his sister, Sent the message of sin down, probably wasn't hard to find him. Excuse me. I'm very tired. And <laughs> it wasn't really hard to find him because of the fact that they had to go find him. You know, just ask questions. All you got to do is follow the anointing. He was over there healing people yesterday, moving on to this area of the city. So it wasn't hard to find him. But in the course of time, that that word came to Jesus and it declared in that particular third, that third verse. And he sent unto them, saying, Lord, behold, whom thou lovest the sixth. Now, when she said, Boo who I love at the sick, now it came to a point that you had to look at some screen and blame for me. I was wondering what happened right there. But they went to the point that they saw this that was happening. In the, in the scriptural breakdown, you read some of the breakdowns, the information about that. They say the day that the Nike left, Lazarus had passed, really passed away in the process of him going and giving this word. The word of God declared when the word got to Jesus, Lazarus already had passed away. Now, what I'm saying about this particular situation is understanding that. You got to believe God in the aftermath as well as the before man. Now, Jesus declared a word of miracle word. that even though it may have a physical death, but spiritually, I'm approved to you. In the days when the Jews, back in those days, they realized that when a body had actually passed away, that the spirit of that person would hover for a certain time, waiting for somebody who had the power to call it back within. But the word of God said Jesus stayed on a little more after that. Usually when a person knows they died, they buried him the same day. So when you look at the point that in that third verse, and he sent the message to the Nike in the third verse, behold, and who you love is sick. We look at going down this particular fourth verse, and Jesus said, he said to them, the sickness not unto death. That means he spoke a word in the spirit. And even though they were seeing something physical, but Jesus transferred and changed the word. And even as we talk about the word in the book of Isaiah, when Hezekiah was up there, and Jesus declared the word, go tell him, look, God, go, go tell him to get his house in order for tomorrow he's going to die. Hezekiah turned to what he prayed to Christ, but the word of God declared the creed. He changed the mouth of a prophet. And y'all understand what I'm saying? 
The power of God's word can change any condemning situation. It's not so much that you can't do it. The Bible says him to believe. This is why we got to understand that we got the ability to speak and call things that's out of position, in the position. If we'll declare the God said we can raise the dead by the speaking of a word, he said him to believe. He didn't say some things, all things are possible. Sometimes you got to learn how to take the training wheels off your face. Take the training wheels off your face and believe you can speak to a corpse and understand and realize through the authority and the illumination, the power of God, that particular individual, whatever state they may be in, can be loosed if you got the right person in position around it to speak and declare the word at that particular time. There's so many things that come through this particular ministry that we hear about people being healed, we hear about people being transformed, we hear about people being changed. You're going to hear a word about Silver Manuel, who's man going to be coming on our service here in maybe just in a few weeks. He talked about the process when his body was riddled with bone cancer. He went to one of the hospitals right here up the street of here, one of the local hospitals in Carrollton, Texas. And he went to his room. As he went to his room, he got sick. And his, mother, his wife took him to the hospital. And as she took him to the hospital, the, the doctor there admitted him in and took a bone culture of him and took some, you know, some marrow from him. And they took, took marrow from him. They said, well, you ain't got the party maybe so many weeks to live. And that's when Jesus declared and decreed because he was a man of God. And he spoke a word of God over himself, and his wife spoke a word of God over himself. But when the doctor gave him the diagnosis, somebody help me on this one. The word of God said, well, who has believed that report? And therefore, who has the arms of those reports been revealed? If it didn't come from the mouth of God, you ain't got to accept it. The Bible said you got to call, you got the ability to speak, overpronounce what the enemy is trying to do in your life, in the actual life, that you can override it. Am I in there with somebody? So the word of God declared when Silver Manuel had got the diagnosis from the doctor that his bone marrow was low and he had cancer, had riddled throughout his body, and they said it had spread it everywhere. They told him, you got so many weeks that you don't have to live. And the word of God decreed and declared when Silver Manuel went back to his house, Pastor Silver Manuel went back to his house. He laid up in his room and then began to pray for those four days. But I think it was more than four days, I think it was six months from the time he had to go back and get checked again. Because they only gave him so many months that he had to live. I think six weeks until he had to live. He was going to go back and do a checkup. Well, the first before he went home, they checked his bone marrow. They dropped him. They said, wasn't no more marrow to draw from. Matter of fact, let me get that right. I want to make sure I tell it right. When they drawed the marrow from him, told it the cancer spread in his body, they sent him home. And then in a the, in the few weeks, they brought him back to try to check him out again. I think within that six weeks, they tried to pull more bone marrow from him. When they went in to pull the bone marrow from him, if the Bible, his body was totally restored. That night, before he went back to the doctor in his particular living room, the Bible declared, well, he declared that the word of God came to him in a spirit. And when he was sitting there looking out the window, well, before that all took place, just want to kind of get that in, how you got a bunch of soothsayers. People like what we're going to talk about over here about Jairus's people that was hanging out with him when Jesus was coming on the hill, the one with the issue of blood, but he had to stop. Take care of that synagogue leader's daughter. But in the midst of Silver Manuel, after he got the word that he had bone cancer, his own friends, kind of like Job, they all came around and said, why don't you go ahead and buy your burial plot? That way your wife won't have to worry about anything. And when you get ready to get out of here, there won't be no pressure on them. They're telling them, go, they like already shot them down. Go get your plot. Go get your, go get your hole so you can get in it. So you already know you're going that way. And what kind of friends are those? But your wife wouldn't have to worry about having the stress when she goes through. Silver Manuel said he prayed that night after his friends. You know, you got a lot of them that say they love you, but when they come down there really praying for you and really want to lift you up, you got, you, you got to be careful about that. 
There's many people around you, but many ain't for you. I'm just trying to get you to understand me, Lord God. When you're going through challenges and changes, you're going through shadows of the valley of death. You gotta have the right people with you. Not somebody just saying I'm praying for you, but somebody really going to bat for you. You gotta have some home run hitters that's really looking for you when you're actually doing the work of the kingdom of God. Because the enemy gonna come at you. Sometimes he will ricochet across this family sometimes. But I gotta get up in the midst of the night and declare the decree according to Ephesians 121. You ain't got no power, no authority over here. You I don't know where you're gonna go, but you gotta get up out of here. And I send them back to out of here. I send them back to where he comes from. Matter of fact, I send them back to Hades where he comes from. And the word of God declared when Sylvia Emmanuel was up in this after Carrollton apartment, the doors of his patio swung open. When the doors of his patio swung open, a word came to him and said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. When that word came to that man of God, he went back to the hospital. Within two weeks later, he went to go try to draw bone marrow from him. He was full of it. Matter of fact, the cancer had dissipated in his body. No more cancer. So when we understand this word of God, when Jesus declared the creed, he spoke a word in the spirit. He declared when the word got him in the forefront, when Jesus heard the word, he just heard it. He heard the word and then he spoke against the word. The Bible said life and death is in the power of the tongue. You got to know how to use your mouth. See, you can't you can't speak negative and then speak. See, the Bible said you can't have two tongues. Lord, be up to somebody. The Bible said him speaking. See, you can't say you love God. This is telling man the word of God. You can't say you love God and then you dehumanize and shut down your sisters and brothers. And then you say you love the Lord. You're behind closed doors. You're shooting all kind of ricochet information out of your mouth that's not pertaining to the kingdom of God. And the word of God tells you, according to the book of John, at chapter 13, chapter, that particular John 13, and that particular 34th verse, he makes it very clear that, you know, love them as I have loved you. And as you love them, the Bible says, this they may know that you're my disciple. Matter of fact, you go to the book of Galatians, you go to Galatians 5 and 14, you see the laws of the kingdom. He said, all the laws of the kingdom, all based on love. So we understand when Jesus spoke this word, he, he was walking right because he was a son of, he was a son of man. He was a son of God in the name of Jesus. And the word of God declared the creed in that form, but when Jesus is heard, he said, this sicknesses or this sickness is not unto death. Just that clause right there opened up this whole particular verse. This whole chapter was opened up through that one word right there. And that's the word of God that you got to proclaim on your life. When the word of God said, you got the ability to speak and call things that be not, though if they were. But he said, you got to speak with fervency. The word of God said, a fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. This is what I'm saying about how your attitude and how your character is when you go to try to pray for an individual, lay your hand on somebody, and then you behind closed doors acting a fool that something wrong with you. But then you come out before the people, you got a Dr. Jekyll mask on behind closed doors. When you put the good mask on, you come out. God's not looking at you when you go out into the church or out in the box. He's looking at you behind closed doors. So if you're going to really work in the spirit and have a love for God, God is watching you in your private time. And how you carry yourself? Are you praying? Are you treating your wife the way you need to treat your wife? Are you treating your children the way you treat your children? Are you not a person who runs across and run after everybody and every time Dick and Harry out there to speak? And then when things come to you, things happen to you, and then you don't want to admit that you got a problem. But see, the word of God is telling you right here. When you got this kind of power and authority, the Bible declares that if I walk upright, no good thing will God hold from those that said they walk upright. It's a word of God over here. And I want to look at something. I'm just kind of, just kind of moving. Those spirits is kind of moving over. I want to finish this right here. I want you to look at something right here. What did God declare? And He says right here, when Jesus heard 
that he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. So when you understand that scripture, you go back. For those who persecuted, ridiculed Jesus Christ, he said, I'm about to show you that the work I do ain't of myself. Matter of fact, you go to John chapter 14, you look at 10th verse, Jesus said, believe it not that I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you don't believe me, what you need to do is watch the work. And I hear Apostle Walk and all the other apostles in my life tell me, people rather see a sermon than hear a sermon. Sometimes you can talk all kinds of stuff. It sounds good, but you ain't doing nothing. You talk a good game, but you ain't got nothing. Am I talking to somebody? You're doing things behind clothes that don't please the God. And the only time you're going to shine is when you're before the people. Now God ain't looking at you then. He looked at you when you're behind in your clothes private time. How are you handling yourself and how do you actually can your attitude toward as being a man of God? So when you do go to the opening, you have that same display in private that you see in open. The word of God says everything in the dark is going to come to life. Everything is spoken in the hidden will be heard on the rooftop. You don't, it's going to find out about you. You come down here in this particular fifth verse. The word of God declares in that fifth verse. Now Jesus loved Martha and Mary. Or Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. I love all three of them. Move on down here to paste this up a little bit more. Look at some, just look at some things that's going on here in this particular area. I'm going to do some PowerPoint teaching on you, as I always do. What did God say in the sixth verse? We look at the sixth verse. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, and he abided two days, look, he abided two days still. Now, we got to go back to the third verse, that when Jesus understood when the word was sent to him, tell him the one he loved is sick. But Jesus said, no, as I told you before, the day the word went out to the Nike, the one who got sharing the message, Lazarus really had died. If you read the scriptures, you think about it. He had really died the day that they gave the message that he was sick. That when the Nike left to give the message, the messenger, Lazarus already, he, he, already, he already kicked the ghost. He, he was over. But when he understood the word, when Jesus declared the word, he, look here, man, he spoke a long distance word. It doesn't matter what the physicality may have been. The Bible declares, according to Romans 4 and 17, you think about it, when you look at Romans 4 and 17, the Bible says, call things that be not the way. Not only that, when you look at Jeremiah 32 and 17, the Bible says, anything too hard for me to do. The Bible says, with my stretched out arms, I created all heavens and the earth. Is there anything too hard for me to do? Matter of fact, you can bounce from the 17th verse, you take that thing right over to the 27th verse. The Bible declares, I created all flesh. Is there anything too hard for a creator and the designer to do? The Bible declared when Jesus spoke the word, the Bible said in the midst of whatever his body was hovering and whatever the spirit was, he spoke it back into him, even though they put him in that hole. And Jesus, I'm going to buy there three more days, or two more days. I'm going to just sit here. And I'm going to declare by the word of God, when I come, I'm going to light up the house. In the name of Jesus, the word of God comes down to six verse. And he heard, therefore, the last was sick, and he abided two days still in the same place where he was. Goes on to this particular seventh verse, and he said, after that, he sent his disciples, let us go to Judea again. Now, hold on a second. Sometimes these disciples are kind of messing with Jesus a little bit. I don't know, you know, I don't know, sometimes you got people rolling with you say it with you, but you got to check out their belief system. This is why you can't go into a battle and have somebody have cock rolling with you. You got to have some warriors rolling with you, especially when you're going into a demonic battle. You can't have nobody coming to the sideline, wishy-washy, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and don't know what they're talking about and just talking and thinking some kind of game. When you're fighting warfare, baby, it's to the death. 
Because that, I'm telling you, that thing will take you out. What if God comes over here to the eighth verse? His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews, look at, the, look at, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee. See, this is when you walk in the power. I'm not worried about what they were. Jesus told me, I got to go through Samaria. No, they don't like it. I don't, you don't worry about it. Sometimes you got to go into places where you don't want to go, and you got to bring the revelation to the individual to prove that you are the number one stunner, that you're about to go in and you're about to set it off. And you're going to believe whatever doubt was there, that you got something to prove to them. Jesus declared the creed, the disciples said, Master, they sought to stone thee, and you go thee thither. See, I don't need no cowards rolling with me. I don't need no little, little yellow back people rolling with me when I'm going through those storm. Because I'm telling you, man, when, God, when you start moving, they're coming. Oh, they're coming. They're coming at you. And they job is trying to shut you down. Any way that they can, all the soothsayers, all the backdoor speakers, all the ones who try to talk about what you're doing and what you ain't doing, you got to watch out for them. The Bible says, beware of them demons, because they're out there. That's why he went over there and Jesus was going to assist him with Philippi. He said, look, look out for these, these, these Pharisees, for the un, for the leaven of these Pharisees. Look out for them. The Bible declared the creed that goes on in the particular area of the ninth verse. Jesus answered, Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? Whoa, 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 whoa. Are there not 12 hours in a day? If any man walks in a day, he stumbles. This is what he's telling you. I don't care who you say you are. Whether you've been saved 20 years, whether you sanctified, whether you feel with the presence power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to stumble because you try to, the Bible never that word that they lean out to your own, but not as God in all his way. When you try to do it your own way, oh, you really going to fall. The Bible says, lean not to your own, but acknowledge God in all this way. You can't go around and tell you, I'm going to have a perfect day. No, you got to depend on the Holy Ghost to guide you through the perfect day. And whatever Holy Ghost see to take you through, whatever situation you got to deal with, it'll be a learning lesson to you. But you got to trust in God through the process. Yea, though I may walk through the shadow of the valley of death, but I, I fear no evil. 365 times, man of God. In the word of God, God said, have no fear. That means one time, no matter how many times you use that one time a day, you can keep the enemy off you by speaking things out of your mouth and declaring that you are protected under the shadow of the Almighty. Can I speak to you, Ephesians 121? Father of all princes and powers and dominion. Not only named in this here world, but everything which is to come. You got to get yourself up out of Lodabar. You got to start running and listening to all this scrap that's flying in the air that's messing you up and warping your brain and putting you in a position. Don't even understand how you need to save your life but something do hit you. And I know it's somebody. The word of God tells you right here in this particular area, Jesus said, if any man walk, it's not 12 hours in, in a day. If any man walk in a day, he stumbles. Okay. What did he just tell you right there? This is why you got the model prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, how that be thy name, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. I ain't got to tell you, you know what it is. You got to understand that particular area. That's your head to protect you. Running after Ephesians 6 and 10, but that's the most powerful one you can get when you put yourself in the will of God. That's the Psalms 91 right there. You can use it for anything, financial problems, sickness, disease, whatever. The Bible declares that prayer right there will take you through any circumstances in your life. The word of God declares right here, he said, if any man walks in the day, he stumbles. Not because he seeth not, not because he seeth the light of the world, but those who are saying, but the man that walks in the light, he stumbles because he is no light in him. Oh, did he, did he hit you? He hit you in the head with that one. 
You're looking at the physical light, but just with what the light is in you. When you walk with the light in you, then the Bible says you walk upright. When you understand the light is in you, you got to understand the true distance of where you need to walk. That's Psalms 1. Blessed is a man. He's he trying to shine the light in Blessed is a man to walk not in the council of the godly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scoundrel, but it's a light. There it is to be in the law of the Lord. That, that's Joshua 1. And it's like, does he meditate day? He said, light now. Does he meditate day and night? He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in the season. Leaves are shut out weather. That's what he's letting you understand. It ain't the light in the day. It's the light that's in you. Because I'm telling you, when you're walking in darkness, you got to be the light. That's going to illuminate any situation in your life because you walk in the authority and you walk with power. You walk with wisdom, direction, and illumination through the four winds of the Holy Spirit. And you got to declare and decree that no weapon formed against me. And anything to try to come in, I got the ability to speak and call things in position that's out of position that be not of their word. Listen to me. Listen to what he's saying right here. The Bible declares, he comes down this lever verse. He said, Then things said, Then, then uh, these things Jesus said. And if he said it to them, our friend Lazarus sleepeth. Now, death in the word of God is known as being a person who sleeps. I'm just kind of looking at some paraphrasing here. It's known as a person who sleeps. It's noted he sleeps. You know, when a person passes away, he's asleep. And the word of God declares, you look at the book of Corinthians, you talk about that area, you know, death wears the great, wears the steep. The Bible says we shall all, you know, rise, you know. So we have conquered death. So we know when we walk right and we leave here, we're walking in a what an illuminating and everlasting life that we never have to die ever again. But we got to get in. So we want a well done, my faithful son. The word of God comes on this third, in this particular level verse again. These things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. It ain't not, it ain't death. Let me take you back here. Jesus goes back up into this area. Look over in this fourth verse. And Jesus heard that and he said, this sickness is not unto death. This is why he said what he said in the 11th verse. Because why? That's that's Romans 4 and 17. He called the 14 into the 11. He said, look, if he ain't dead, he's sleeping. So why don't we go and we awake him? Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The word of God comes in the 12th verse. And he said, his disciples, Lord, if he's sleeping, he'll do well. Sometimes you got to knock on the door. Some people don't get it. You know, sometimes they're lost. And I don't know what was going in their mind to think what they just said then, but somebody was off course or something. Somebody wasn't, something was loose. Because he comes back in this area in the 13th verse. He said, but how would Jesus spoke of his death? By through that he spoke talking of his rest and sleep. This is how he says this. Let me, let me take a look at the let me take a look at the Apophatics. I want you to look at, understand this, this particular uh, 13 verse. However, Jesus has spoken of his death, but they through the, though he that through he referred to falling into a refreshing and natural sleep. Let's look at that again. However, Jesus has spoke of his death. He spoke of his death. But he spoke of that as being a refreshing. Just just a refreshing. You know, go like a part, you know, you know, you like, you know, you, you know. And you gotta you gotta really you gotta really wrap your mind on this one. Because when you got a computer, you take the computer, 
you, you go to, you know, you, it says you can go to alt control delete. When you come to alt control delete, it gives you a prompt. It's a command given and a prompt waiting to be answered. And the word of God declares in this particular scripture that Lazarus is about to start a new life. The life he used to live. I'm not raising him up from the dead. It won't be the life that he had before. The same thing with Jesus Christ when he died. The life I get up and go back to the book of, what is it, Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter, chapter 28 and uh, what's that, 13? Maybe Jesus, not to 13, not, not that was it, uh, yeah, 28 and 18. All power and authority has been given to me both in heaven and earth. But in the way with Lazarus, it was for the people to be mesmerized because he really chewed on the disciples. Because when you find out in the scripture, they all were sitting around and waiting and they're going to try to kill him. Because they didn't want what he did come to fruition that the people may know that they'd be embarrassed. And sometimes when you're doing, excuse me, when you're doing a great work, people are trying to find a way to make you stumble. They try to turn everything you do into a lie. That's, that's the way, that's the nature of a, that's the nature of a demon. He, he don't like to see you prosper. He hollers, Lord, Lord, but he only want to see you fall. He don't want to see you make it. His job is to execute much a havoc in your life as he can by trying to ridicule what you do behind closed doors to a little group or what he calls little, the click club that he has to try to gain more access to them to get them to believe. See, when a person don't have nothing, that's what they do. When they don't know nothing, that's what they do. They get a few scriptures together and they lay on it and then they find that's what's going to get them over the hump. But then they ridicule, they ridicule you about what you do. They get a little understanding. They read the books too much. They ain't got no revelation. Because they're reading books all the time. He told you to let it kill it, but the spirit gives light. The only way you're going to get revelation if you need to lay down and sleep and rest, turn that plate down, and then to pray. Get your sackcloth. Get your pressure on. Pray. And God will give you it. But you, what God got for you, it ain't in this book. I guarantee you, when the word of God says, what's in this book, now you go back to 1 Corinthians. You look at 1 Corinthians. They're speaking about this process right here when Jesus comes back and tells them that Lazarus in the refreshment natural sleep. In other words, in this particular 11 verse, right, the King James Version, look at this one again. I'm going to hit you with something right here. When he comes over, he says, these things said he. And after that, he said unto them, our friend sleepeth, Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him out of his sleep. You got to catch it. When you go back to the era when Jesus declared the word that he said, he ain't sick because the sickness not under death. And then he told the disciples, let us go wake him. And the disciples caught it all by the tail. Well, if he's sleeping, he prefers to let him sleep. Let him, let him, let them have some sleep. But when you understand this particular scripture, you understand it in the area where I'm talking about in the computer system, or all control delete, should I continue on in that life? Or shall I, you know, uh, go, you know, you got a, you got an opportunity. When I, oh, you'll get this. See, when you when you when your computer tells you, when you want to really start your system again. It's the probably balled up or messed up. You want to get a fresh start. Listen to what I'm saying about what You want to get a fresh start. When your system starts bogging up and acting bad, the best thing you can do is all control delete and it gives you a prompt. Do you want to continue in what is it you're doing or do you want to refresh your start? Is anybody getting that? Sometimes, man, the God, you got to have a refreshing start in your life. And that comes to the point of you confessing the word of God. That's what Romans 10, 8, 9. But in the midst of this situation, Jesus had to confirm that I'm about to go mesmerize these disciples, these, uh, these, these Pharisees over here. And when he went down and got Lazarus up out of there, the Bible declared over here, they said over in the 12th verse, we're going down here. Let's go down to the breaking on down here in the 14th verse, a little bit more. 
Then Lazarus, then, then Jesus said unto him, plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now, we reason I skip to the 14th, because really, I look at the 13th, which is how that Jesus spoke of his death, by through that he that by through that he speaks of taking a rest and sleep. But then he kind of kept, since they didn't catch it, he didn't make he did. Y'all, y'all just some people you just ain't gonna get it. Sometimes you tell somebody they just don't get it. They want they they they, they just I'm something just okie doke. I don't know what it is. They want to find some kind of way to blaspheme your word and make their word sound better. They want to run all around the block. Just go pick it up. You ain't got it, just, just pick it up. Just, just pick it up. Well, why gotta pick it up? That's we're gonna talk about naming in this one. We're gonna deal with naming on this also over there in the second king five. Naming was a typical example. And, and matter of fact, we're gonna get over there in Jairus too. Two typical examples that we're gonna deal with about how sometimes stupidity can kick in when you would think you got it all. And you you don't you don't understand that. Now these men were great men. They were famous men. They did great things, you know. Jairus the synagogue leader, uh Lazarus, I mean Naaman, the conquered Syrian army. But but in this particular case right here, Jesus told us that man, look, he did. Sometimes you just don't get it. Sometimes you don't need to go through a whole bunch of story telling people something. Sometimes you just got to tell them one thing. Well, he did. So what I'm about to do is going to be for the glory of God. And he said on this particular 15 verse, and I am glad for your sake that I was not there to intent that you may believe nevertheless. Let us go unto him. See, when he said that right here, to their intent, because sometimes you got to understand the process of the Mount Transfiguration. When Jesus, see, he even did sometimes, sometimes you deal with some numbskulls. I mean, I'm going to tell you, they ain't saying a negative about nobody. Sometimes some people just don't want to, they want to get you to give them every answer to everything. They don't want to think it out. They just, their brains just lazy. So you understand the work went on in the Mount Transfiguration, powerful event going on in the Mount Transfiguration. Jesus up on the Mount Transfiguration, look who he dealing with. Two powerful offices. The, the, you, you got Moses up there, the representative of the law, which is the word, the Torah, and then you got Elijah, Elijah up there, or Elijah up there, that, that who, who really represents the prophetic office. And then Peter over there running his mouth. Well, let's make some tabernacle. That's the first thing people want to do. They want to build something to show themselves something wasn't just believe. Jesus declared the creed when he came down off the mountain. The disciples over there messing with his disciples about what they couldn't do. He should have been messing with them. Because Jesus said, I've been with you this long. You act like you don't even know what to do. I'm showing y'all all this stuff. And then you don't want to raise your hands to the kingdom of God and believe in him and trust that you can heal this man from a sickness disease in him. He said, man, I don't deal with you. He should have all up and slapped all up like the three stooges. He said, I'm going to keep dealing with you unbelievers. And that's something you got to do for boom, Just get away from it. Not physically slapping somebody. Just got Maybe get it laid on. So he got that, just, 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 just go. And when he went over there and he sat down and he saw the disciples over there and he said, said how long am I going to deal with you unconfessing, unbelieving generation of people? And he told the boy, you know, the story in Mark 9, get aboard of me. And he asked the man, okay, how long has something been like this? Okay, yada, 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 throws up in the fire, tries to find himself. If you can do anything, help him. And Jesus asked, Jesus, do you believe? And I could, you know, he said, yeah. He said, but help my humble. The man admitted that he had weak faith. And sometimes you just got to admit when you got weak faith. And in this particular story, disciples wasn't getting it all. Jesus giving them precise uh, regiments about how he's going to do this, that it be glorified to God. You hear some people declaring about, if he just said last name, all of this old cliche about 
all of the graves were raised up. No, 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 no. Jesus ain't that knuckleheaded like you are. No, he knew what he was doing. If he wouldn't have said Lazarus, and he wouldn't have said anybody's name, but specifically because God knew who his son was speaking directly to. Now, you got all these cliches that people tell you. Well, if he wouldn't have spoken all the graves, excuse me? Where you get to? Who told you that? What did you read there from? Jesus knew that he declared the creed. When you go to John chapter 14, just to understand that he was in illumination and in direct contact with his father at all times, Jesus declared the creed in John chapter 14, believe it or not that I'm in the father and the father is in me. He's telling what I see the father, what, 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 what I do the father does. That's what trying to get them to see. Believe not that I'm in the father and the father in me. We won. If you don't believe me, then watch the work. Jesus is not trying to get him to kind of accolade for himself. He don't want it because he's here to do the work, just like you're supposed to do, to do the work. But you want to be something for people. I don't know what it is that we want to be we want to be known before people. That make ourselves look to be something that we're not. You're just a man, you're just a woman. You ain't no big anything. It's good to be among a pearl. You mind up with somebody? Excuse me, getting that. You, you just, you, you, you know, Jesse Perea said it right. Jesse Perea said, look, every soul has got to get in one size hole. And whatever it may be, some people don't believe it. I don't know what it is. You know, old saying said, like, you must think your stuff smells. I mean, you know, you, you know, you just, just same route. Same route. If they go that way, you got to go that way. It wants to every man to die. But what's going to help you get to where you need to get to that you may well live that everlasting life that you got to walk right. And when Jesus declared the word according to John chapter me. When Jesus declared the word according to John chapter 14 and that 10th, 11, 12, 13 believe it or not that I'm in father, the father is me. If you don't believe me, then watch the word. You say, I ain't trying to get no glorification. For y'all, you Pharisees who don't believe, just, just, just watch the word. I, I don't care if you, I don't care if you like me or not. Just watch the world. And that's how you got to look at your life, things that you walk in the kingdom of God. Whether they like you or not, baby, you're a conduit. And what you're supposed to do is stand before the people. And you got to understand what God gives you a word to say. That's that, like, like, the two, like the two angels in the street. Talking about the revelations. They couldn't take them out if they wanted to. They were done after the time that these beasts, and they talk about in, in, in the area of 10, 11, 12, and 13 in the book of Revelation, if you read it. They, they spoke. They, you couldn't take them out if they wanted. Anybody tried to kill them. You know, it was like the words of fire came and spoke, spoke a word was spoken out of their mouth. Anybody tried to hinder them and, and try to come against them. Because they were set there. And look here, can't nobody take you out until God tell you to take you out. That's why you're under the shadow of the Almighty. You can't go here until he say go. Am I in there with somebody? Lazarus wasn't going nowhere based on what Jesus spoke out of his mouth. This sickness is not unto death. That's what he said. And he declared that word. And then he got these disciples together, pulled them together with him, said, look, we're going to go get, 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 wake him up. Let me see what's going to get. Go to the book of Kings. Go to Kings chapter 5. Some of Kings chapter, go to Kings chapter 5 for a minute. Now, what we're saying is that based on, we, we, we left off of uh, uh, John 11. This, this is all in sequence of how 
when God's word is declared and decreed, it's going to be the same thing across the board. And all that comes is you understanding and having the faith to believe it. Now, how I many fancy words you got? But I'm saying, if I can, you got to understand it's just scripture. If I can believe, you can get all the degrees. You can, look here, I'm just trying to tell you, man. You, you can get it. You can get, you get all the buildings you want. You get all the, whatever you want to make you look good before people. Whatever you want to get. But the bottom line, if I can believe, that's what's gonna set you free. All things are possible to him that believe. How many things? All things. Now we talked about a while back. In Psalm 73, when David got into that incident and he got messed up, when he said, I know the righteousness of God, but my feet almost not slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He wanted that. But on down through the story, talking about they had no strength, they had no problems, everything had was getting made, they didn't have no sickness, but it came out at the end of the verse. He said, but I saw the end. What happened to them? Same thing you talk about the rich man. Everybody looked good on the phone and they got it going on. The Bible said, what is a man to gain? Everything that looked good before physical, but then lose his soul. You can get all of you want. I ain't saying God ain't provide for you to have a nice life. You provide me and my wife to have a good life. But then we don't want to think we're better than nobody else either. Like them talking to somebody. I don't need to, I don't need to go around and showing you how many houses I got, how many homes, how many cars I got. I don't need to show you that. I don't need to, I don't need to say the Lord bless me. You know, some people do that. And that's just been a little braggish, braggocious, as I say. You don't need anybody to know that. I don't care if you got 12 Mercedes or whatever. 15 homes. That ain't nobody business but yours. They find out, they're fine. You ain't throwing it out there. Never brag on yourself. That's one thing I've learned about it as being an athlete. Never boast on yourself and never boast what you have. Boasting is bad. It kind of makes you look like you kind of, it kind of, it kind of makes you kind of, you know, wimpy like. It kind of makes you think you need that to make you look good. If you don't have enough confidence and you sorry yourself not to look good, then you ain't going to look good. If you need something to make you look good, excuse me, you got to know who you are inside, not by what you got. And when you got Jesus Christ, you are somebody. Greater than he that's in you, than he's in the world. Your stuff, things, Chris Club don't make you. It's God that makes you. And your job here on earth is to do the work he called you to do. And if you still so happen to slip or fall, God will bring you back. When you make a mess, you won't make a payment on that car, that house, or whatever. They repo it. And running, then you walk around with the look back, you back chewing on nails, then with you chewing on rocks. Because you brag before people and everything you brag was a lie. Because you wanted to be something that wasn't you were. I don't know what it is that people want to make they want to confrontation. I mean, we blessed. I guarantee we are we highly blessed. But I don't front stuff. I don't go out bragging on stuff. I was always learning that most people who knew me in high school, most people who knew me in college, you never see me talk about nothing that we brag about nothing. I never did that. High school, I'm going to chew you up when I was on the field. That's what I did. College, I chewed you up on the field. My time to make it into the NFL, not the way I wanted to get here, but stay with the practice squads, but I had an opportunity to experience what most people didn't experience. I didn't make it in like I should. I just got stuck on these practice squads, shuffled around. But to have the opportunity to be just in the practice squad is someplace that most people didn't have a chance to be that way. I'm just trying to get you to understand. Walking in the walk that I'm doing right now 
and in the area in which I'm walking, in the work in which we now, I'm in a God, I'm telling you, I, I, by the glory, we by slap dead in the middle of what God called us to be. I'm telling you, we by slap dead in the middle of what God called us to be. Because this is where we're going. And most people don't understand the purpose where we're headed because we're in a whole new different power ship. People still running after the bricks in the mortar. Still, I ain't saying that's what you want to do. It's going to play itself out, but you better turn and find where you need to go. A lot of people aren't even looking at this stuff. And they're so stuck on grabbing crowds together, this, that, and them. But what we do, over at HLC Studios, house ministries, come together Bible studies all across the nation, building studios, every part of the world where people want to come together collectively and hear what we're saying. We're always recruiting people to do our work. But we don't say, well, we got all this. We don't break about churches and all that stuff. Nobody knows what we're doing. We just do the work. It's not based on anybody being better than anybody. The word of God comes over here in the Kings chapter 5. The king of Syria goes to, the king, it says over there, and the king of Syria said, go and uh, go and, uh, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel and depart and he took with him talents of silver. Now I want you to understand this part right here because the word came to Naaman from the young girl he walked in that army with. He was in the kitchen talking with his mother or his wife. And that young girl was caught in one of the battles that he was in. And then she spoke a word to his wife in the inner chambers. Now, now this is what I'm saying. The name can be healed from what he had. The Lord said, if your Lord had to be with my prophet, then he'd be healed from his sickness and disease. So the word got back to him. The first thing Naaman went, first thing he did, he went and tried to get money. He wanted to try to purchase stuff. The Bible said he departed and he took with him talents of silver, 6,000 pieces of gold, 10 chains of, chains of raiment, and he brought them to the letter of Israel, saying, Now this letter is coming unto thee. Behold, I have, I have there was sent Naaman, my servant, to thee, that I may recover him of his leprosy. Now that was the wrong move right there. First of all, just bringing all that stuff with you. You messed up on that already. Then you come to the guy and try to tell somebody that's to heal you. Matter of fact, the king of Israel and things going on there had nothing to do with what was going to happen to the prophet Elijah. That was, that was just idiotic, whoever that happened. He wrote a king when, when Naaman was and he sent it to the kingdom of Israel and said, you heal him from his leper. You, 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 you're going to the wrong one. So the word of God says in the seven, and it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter. The Bible said the brother rent his clothes. And he said, am I God to kill or make a lie that this man is sent to me to recover him from leprosy? No, you can't do it anyway. So why are you getting upset about it? He's really talking about he's trying to consider starting to start a quarrel with him. Why do you need to get yourself together to find going on? The word of God comes on and he said it was Elijah. And a man of God had heard that the king of Israel had rent this cloak. Now look, Elijah heard that the man the king of Israel had rent his clothes because he's trying to say the king of Israel, you can heal him. That's what the letter comes from Naaman saying, I'm gonna send you to heal. But they got see, they got the letter, they got all twisted. The girl said if he knew the Lord, my Lord, which is Elijah, he said about the king. So they got it all twisted up, so they went to the head. Sometimes men of God, sometimes your answer ain't always in the head. It's in the bottom. Elijah was just dwelling in the tent. The word of God decrees and he comes down here. You look on past this eighth verse, you get to this ninth verse. Now, so Naaman came with his horses and his chariots, and he stood in the door of Elijah. Most of what he's saying, this what he said, he stood in the door of Elijah. I can imagine Elijah in there reading the Bible, carving something out, ain't thinking about nothing. 
to maybe carving on something, to make it something, maybe I'm going to make them some stew or something like that. And the word of God, now this is a plain word, and this is how sometimes when a plain word comes to you, you don't receive that. But you see one who jumps on top of chairs and howling with big veins in there, holler at you, and then you think that's more prophetic. You think that's more profitable. Once the person squat, I pray in the name of, I just, all that. Now just speak. You say, holler at the mountain. What is the mountain? Whatever circumstance or situation may be in your life. And that's what Elijah did. Elijah came to him and he said, but you got to have the faith to believe it, but you speak it. You don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to holler at nobody. You, you, you have to do that. We don't inspiration there. But you got to go back. If you went back and wrote in your journal, you're missing out a lot. You need to go out and get that out your journal and read it. And ask God to bring that thing. You need to update it. It's a, sometimes you're going to say update. You need to update that thing. And you didn't have to believe God for what was spoken to you so many years ago that you didn't believe it because you thought it was just going to come, just going to fan to you. Now God said, you got to go through something. You got to take it through before you get to. So the word of God comes and the name and came to his horses and chariots stood before Elijah's tent. And Elijah said, he didn't come. Elijah didn't come. He sent a messenger. <laughs> no, that, no, that ticked him off. He sent a messenger. A messenger. and said, go wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh will come again unto thee. That should be clean. That was the word. I don't believe that. That don't sound like a prophecy to me. That don't sound like, you know, that's what people do. You just might yell at you. And I hear the word of God telling you. And I hear them telling you this. And I say that the word of No, man. No. You're a messenger. Not a screamer. Just give them a message. I hear, I hear, I hear Apostle Walters when he speaks. Apostle Walker speak kind of people. Well, I hear the word of God telling me, and I declare the word of God said, that it will be a change in your life in this season. I see a miracle that's taking place with you. That's what the word of God is telling me. And I'll tell you, man, oh God, you got to look and see it coming. He just speaks normal. And then he goes to singing again, and the prophecy comes at him again. He don't yell and go, he don't do that. I mean, I don't see a lot of them do that. I see Bishop Raymond Young, and he prophesies and speaks over people. I see, uh, Dr. Von Peace, uh, uh, these guys, they don't, rah, you know, that makes it whatever. I mean, I don't know what, what, what we would do that for. I didn't see Jesus do none of that. Spinning around, watching the spooks alone. You know, man, nothing, man over there in John chapter 5, you want to be made whole. That's all he asked him. Get up. You know, I, can't nobody put me in the pool. Jesus, get up. Every time I go get in the pool, got a skew. Somebody jumps in front of me. But this day you ain't got no excuse. You want to get up? <laughs> get up. You know, we talk about the beautiful gate. You know, Peter and John, let me speak. Get, get up. So you don't go have a night, but such as I have. You get, get up. Just words. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. The words I speak, I got to be spirit and truth. Got to yell at nobody. Just, just tell them. Just speak kindly to them. I hear the spirit of the Lord. That's why I look at Dutch sheets. Dutch sheets over there, glory and Zion. They just speak just smooth, just move it on into you. Just move right on to you. But he comes down and tells Elijah, look, go dip. Now, now, when he told him his name, he told Naaman to go dip. Elijah told Naaman to go dip. But not Elijah, but he told a messenger to go tell him. And then, you know, of course, Naaman, he was wrong. He gets mad because he, I surely I thought he was going to come out and do all of this stuff to make it look like he's doing something. Ooh. No. He's going to talk about oh, the, the, the rivers in Urbana and prosperous. He goes on to talk about some other things. 
And then it comes down to the particular 30th verse. And the servant came to him near and spoke unto him, said, He said, My father, if the prophet had bidden thee to do something great, would not do it? If the true prophet, because most true prophets are not going to get up in your face and talk crazy. Like some of these people who are not the ones I know. They speak a word of exhortation and power and authority. They speak with it. They speak with the vengeance. They speak with power. But they do not run and spit and talk all up in your face. I hear the word of God speaking. I hear the word of God declaring to me. And on this day, you shall receive the portion of what you've been praying for. Those prayers that you've been praying for, God said it will not come to fruition. They will come to heart. They will come to change. And you will see it within the next few days. That's what the word of God. They don't put no bunch of stuff onto it. Um, um, no, I mean, you know, I mean, Dr. Van Peek tell me don't be doing it. They say that's the way some people do it. Okay, well, I mean, that's just the doctor tell. I'm just saying, you know, why he got, why is all that? You know, why, why, why is that? Why, I mean, what, what's all that? I don't understand that. So we come over here, we go back over to the, deal with the same thing. They also have to deal with John chapter 11. First Kings, come to Mark 5, work with Mark 5. We go to Mark 5, and then we see the situation with Jairus. Synagogue. A man was supposed to be in a position of authority of a government council. But he knocks Jesus Christ. But now his daughter was sick. Man, well, let me tell you something. I better get out of here. Sometimes the very people you ridicule are the people you're going to need. I hear people tell me, they say, my mother say, people are going to need you before you need them. If they don't learn it, if you don't learn to treat people right, don't want to kill yourself in such a way as being amenable to it, doing the work of keeping God. You ridicule, you put people down, you set people down, you behind closed doors. And then you wonder why things all messed up in your life. You wonder why you're not having love. Why you keep running all these walls and stuff. Keep your shelf off, people. Keep, keep your battery in your mouth. Just talk to yourself. Find other ways of life. As apostle said, my, my great leader tell me, qualify your time. People that out of Carter. You know, lip boxing. He'll hustle it. He got some stuff for you, boy. You know, he got all that stuff for you. But in the world, kick it to the curb. He got some words to tell you. And it's true. You can't get yourself caught up in stuff that's going to hard you to fall away from the work of the kingdom of God. You can't just get caught up in stuff. Father God, I bring you, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the words that came forth from your man of God today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm actually look over the man of the woman God in such a way, Lord, you would help them. Every negative plan that the enemy tries to come against them with. Every household that suffered through any demonic force, I declare by the word of God that you go through the spirit. And you move up and down and all around, you declare and you decree, Father God, and you shut down everything that's not like God. I speak to the every circumstance, and every illness, and the body of every individual, that you will see them, Father God, and you will touch them in such a way that you declare and decree that their lives will be much better than it's ever been before. Lord, I go to the very hospitals, all those who's going through these particular sickness and disease and viruses. I begin and ask you, Father God, to clean them, Father God. Mark the blood on the doorposts that they may know and understand that they will recover. I just ask you, Father God, across the whole United States and all the outer countries, that you declare a word in the spirit, that you will move, Father God, in a corporate anointing, that you will send forth your angels like a blast in the name of Jesus, Father God, with a word in the spirit. That when they touch and declare and decree in the time of season at the end, you will do just what you said you're going to do according to your will, your purpose, your power. I speak a word in the spirit in the name of Jesus. 
denying myself and through the Holy Ghost, that even when you begin to upgrade this ministry and keep it moving in ways that never moved before, Father God, I'll pull electrified of a spirit, Father God, that you will continue to give us wisdom, knowledge, illumination, and direction as we continue to launch forth on the work of the kingdom of God, that we may touch the hearts of every individual, every part of the world, in the name of Jesus. I declare, Father God, with a new project we got coming up in just a few days, that you will illuminate it, Father God, in such a way, Father God, it will be a spurs. That they'll spread out, Father God, like a flare, Father God, hit every area of the world in the name of Jesus. I speak a word over this ministry. I speak a word over my wife. I speak a word over my life, my children, every sister and brother, and their sisters and brothers, every man and woman of God throughout all the world, every child, every son, every daughter, that they have to line up according to the Spirit. I take the foul mouth words from every one of them, Father God, who spoke against their parents in such a way that they got to come and apologize, Father God, that they may be right with you. Because I believe, Father God, when you apologize, you come back and say things that are right, to help your life move forward, Father God, you're more abundantly the blessing than more so ever before. Father God, give them a heart of pleasing, a part of love, a part of, of just, 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 just wealth to the point of speaking wealthy words, Father God, healthy words in the lives of people, Father God. Things that they are planted in, in the minds of the young people, Father God, who's going through challenges and changes, Father God. All those who deal with circumstances in their household, finances, Father God, shortcomings. I declare, Father God, that you begin to fill a cup, Father God, running over, shaking together. When you begin to pour into them, Father God, blessings. In the name of Jesus, Father God, you would direct them straight to your way that they may know and understand, Father God, the way they must live is through you. I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I bless every household, every man, every woman, every child, every boy. There may be in the household, Father God, that may be suffering from anything. I lose it in the name of Jesus. I send the word through the corridors of every hospital, every home. Where there may be any kind of sickness or any kind of deadly disease that's trying to harbor them or hinder them in any shape, form, and fashion. I plead the blood on everything in them and around their life, even on their finances, even their thoughts and direction, and what they, they're planning to predestined to go, Father God, you will keep them covered in the name of Jesus. I decree these words. I declare these words in the spirit as you begin to touch my team, Father God. Look over them, Father God, during the course of these times of getting so hard with all these ridicule things that's coming at them, Father God. Keep us strong, Father God. I see the babosa in the midst of everything that we're doing. We may clearly know and understand, Father God, you are in control, Father God, even as we begin to soar more higher than we ever soared before. We just bless you. We just thank you. We just love you because we know you're God and beside you there is no other. These things we speak not of ourselves, but the power of the Most High God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray, Lord, amen. During the course of time, man, Lord God, just want to make sure that you guys are being clean with us and the work we're doing here at HNFC Studios. Most of you know on actually uh, Sunday morning, we have actually uh, actually Spreaker show that comes on, actually HNFC Studios show that comes on here at HNFC Studios. Want to bring those informations up. We got kind of commercials that run through these particular shows here at HNFC Studios. Want to make them available to you. Those who come to Virgin Mid- uh, visit me in the morning if you on the screen. That's our morning show that takes place here at HNLC Studios. It's a, it's a weekly show that takes place every day of the week. You're more welcome to gain this and be with us here at HNLC Studios. You know that when we come to our actually the woman of God, she's on every Sunday. And so you see her uh, picture on the screen there. 
You can join her in the studio. You can see her on our Etsy podcast station. You can Spotify. You catch her on Facebook. You catch her on Podchasers, XM Radio, Pandora. She's everywhere. And she does a great work with the women. She speaks a very extraordinary word to those who have a heart to want to hear. Most of you are going to catch me on tonight on my actually Midnight Cry. It comes on every night at 12 o'clock. We're not too far from that right now. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Because we got to go back, back on soon to get off the air and chase that as of right now. And also the woman of God, Minister Renee Ellis, now BTR show that comes on here at HMLC Studios. That's a that's a word that you can get from her. And you can hear her on our BTR show. She does a fantastic word on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Also, she's hosting the show right now. And she's with the Praying Hands Ministry, Evangelist Alan Carter. They own every Monday, every third Monday of the month here at HMLC Studios. As we go down the line, of course, today, we're going to actually Tuesday night testimony service. Join us in our Tuesday night testimony service. If you're willing to be a guest with us in our Tuesday night testimony service, send me an email or give me a call. The numbers are all on the screen. You can get the numbers. I'm going to show it to you. Just some money should be there. And one of my actually flyers here, and I'm going to let you know about that. Also, man, one of the guys, we have the word that comes on. Word comes on every Friday. Every Friday here at HMFC Studios, you have the word coming on. Same time, same place. Get into no such deal. A lot of my shows are running late because of a lot of early shows going on, and I'm kind of running late. And I do be a little tired, but on actually Sunday morning, we actually have our actually uh, early bird show to take place here at H N O C Studios. Well, if you guys to be a part of our early bird show, it's just a lot of work we're doing here at H N O C Studios. We thank God for the work we're doing. We thank God for each and every one of you that you continue to join us here at H N O C Studios as we go for doing the work of the kingdom of God. Each and every one of you, we bless you guys. We thank you guys for being with us, and I actually. Uh, Speaker station for those who don't like speaker station. I hear a jingle coming in right now. We thank you guys for being with us also on this particular evening or this night. We pray for strength, keep your strength enough. Go to my website. Love for you guys who want to donate to this ministry. It's important. There's a lot of work to be doing. We really need your help and support. Mohammed will ask for support because the person gets into a lot of that prosperity stuff. I believe God provides for us as we continue to go higher. Here at HMLC Studios, I'm equipped to different various states and different countries of the area that we need your support to help us. Go to the website, which is harvestmoolifechurch.com. Go to harvestmoolifechurch.com. Go to donations, donate to the ministry. If there's a prayer request you need to have, please send us a prayer request. Either email us your prayer request, which is going to be a C E L L I S M E at gmail.com. Next time I had it posted up for you so you can really get a look at it and leave it up there. You can see that I actually next talk about so we have here to take the CMC studios. Go to the website, harvestnewlifechurch.com. More information to know about this ministry on an international level, go to HNLC Space International.com. That'll give you all my shows on Google and our podcast shows, a lot of things doing the business. Our Spotify shows, our actual cast shows, everything that's going on, our foreign country shows, all the stuff we've been written, our spiritual shows, all of it is there. But we really do want you to support this ministry work. Those who are fine work, those who are work, and our hearts are always hanging on. You don't mind. Ken, you're able, hate you. So if you don't, hey, don't worry about it. We're still going to love you. We're still going to support you. You're here or not. It doesn't mean we have a negative ministry. We still have to pray for you. A lot of people suffer and it's we just don't want to try to bring it like what God does for you. Ten percent of something happens, you get it, you get it. 
St. Jude's Hospital, like I do Sam's Education Research, Cancer Research, Prostate Cancer Research, all these things you can give to. Just be able to give into something that you know you can, uh, can think about. Give it to the COVID. COVID is actually needing the donation also. You give it to the So they need to do more research. So here at HMLC Studios, we're going to be blessed with thank you for being able to sit at HMLC Studios. Go out to Spreaker program. We think we got from them also. We're going to pull you guys out at this time. We thank you. We really thank you guys. So thank you. I am kind of tired of working with Sylvia all the time. But just Monday, I mean, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, hard day to go meet. I just pray much better. Sometimes I'm you know, working out there and I come through this and I got to eat and that So it's one of those things. Now that we could, let's continue to pray for our team, pray for us as we go forward, continue to be okay. To that young God, we love you. Let's take care. We're going to sign off with you guys. We thank you guys for being here at Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.